generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. So Daniel 4 from verse 19. Nebuchadnezzar had had a dream and the dream is sort of like repeated or reenacted in this passage. So please listen. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time, for a while, after the king told him the dream. And his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belteshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered and said, my lord, may the dream concern those who hate you. And its interpretation concern your enemies. You know when you have a bad dream and you saw an image of yourself in your dream, you say, I saw my enemy. And so it's no be today. Daniel said that. He said, this thing I'm seeing right now doesn't look good. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached, watch this, to the heavens. Does that remind you of Badel? Whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heaven had their home. It is you, O king, you are that tree. You have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and it reaches to the heavens, and your dominion to the end of the earth. And inasmuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump. A watcher is an angel, is an order of angelic beings. Holy ones and watchers, they are orders of angelic beings. So not all angels are the same. They are seraphs. They are a cherubim. They are warring angels. They are message angels. They are angels that aid in the place of prayer. They are angels that bring revelation. They are holy ones or watchers who descend times and seasons. <laughs> One day we should do a study on angels. So not all angels are the same. Angels have jurisdiction. They're angels that guard portals. They're angels that are deployed in this season. And possibly for 2020, they're angels of transition. That are also angels of transmission that move the batons from generals who are passing. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? So when we talk about mantles, mantle is not the handkerchief. Mantle are emblems, divine systems of impartation of transfers and they're usually within the custody of angelic beings who carry those mantles. As a matter of fact, mantles are oftentimes inseparable from oils and angelic presence. So there are angels attached to every believer and then also based on the assignment of the believer, they're angels. Then they're also territorial angels. In other words, oh my God. In other words, <laughs> as you grow in faithfulness, and you grow in prayer and you begin to take more responsibility for certain spaces and environments certain angelic beings are attached not necessarily to you but to the mission that you've surrendered yourself to so for every genuine ministry that is born there's an order of angels deployed for kings see that's why you don't just start a ministry because you might be starting by yourself and that is why some ministries die and others are born because when a ministry dies it does not mean the work of God concerning that ministry has died it means that there has been a redistribution of the heavenly resources connected to that ministry so holy ones sorry I just wanted to say that holy ones and watchers watchers there are not people that are just surveying like you know 
sports stand and say, hey, hey, what are you doing? No. There are the people who are watching to ensure that, the, that everything in the earth aligns. They are like divine timekeepers. All right. Oh, my yakasa. So when we get in certain depths of prayer and intercession and you begin to understand how to engage the power of angelic beings, certain things will begin to happen, to look like they just happened. It's because you understand the protocols of that system. All right. So it says uh, the heavenly ones and, and the angelic beings, uh, they have made this decree, verse 23, coming down from heaven saying, chop down and the tree and destroy it, but leave it stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beast of the field till seven times, replace times with years, till seven years pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. And this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon the Lord, the King. They shall drive you from men. He's saying this was what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. They will drive you from the land of the living, from amongst men. Your dwelling will be with the beast of the field. You will live like an animal. You will live with animals. And they will make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven. And seven years, seven times, another one says seven seasons, shall pass over you till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. And that the Most High, he actually gives it to whomever he chooses. And inasmuch as they gave you command to leave the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. In other words, restoration comes with knowledge. He said, when you come to know certain things, certain things will be restored. I don't know who I want to pray for this morning, but if it's you and your faith resonates, may the Lord cause you to know what you need to know. For that thing you're trusting him to restore, to be restored. God is saying that your kingdom won't just be restored. There is a knowledge you need to come into that guarantees restoration. I proclaim that as the exhortation comes for this morning, you will know certain things you never knew before. Let your amen be loud and strong. Verse 27, therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lesson of your prosperity. Verse 28, and all this came to pass upon King Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 29, at the end of 12 months after this dream, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And what does it say? Verse 30. The king spoke, let's read that together, verse 30. The king spake <laughs> and said, Is not this what? Great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of what? My power and for the honor of my majesty. Are you seeing that now? He's saying this is great Babylon. I am the one who has built this thing. I have constructed this and I have designed it. I have rallied the troops together. I have galvanized the resources. I have plundered kingdoms. I have achieved. I am so brilliant. I am so aesthetically intelligent. I know how to organize, administer, align things. That's what it was saying there. 
while the word was still in his mouth, verse 30, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you, and they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. Verse 33, the very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar, he was driven from man and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Somebody say, not me, not me, not me. As we deal with the issue of building, the issue of empires, Mr. David is good to see. The issue of building, the issue of empires, understand something, watch this. Man was made for worship. Man was designed, wired for worship. And so what happens is, whenever it is that man is not trained properly, he's going to worship something. He will worship something. Now when we talk about worship, I think and lift up your hands and shout and all of that. But worship is really worship. When you place extreme worth on something, is an expression of your worship. So whilst we raise our hands right here uh, in the house where we're connected at the hub and we're worshiping God, do you know that this morning there are some people under bridges across Lagos State who are raising their hands and hailing football players? That there are people who are on YouTube right now who are hailing their football stars. Have you gone to the stadium before where people are waving their hands? Ole, ole, ole. That is what? Worship. Have you gone to a secular concert before or you've been at a secular event where a secular gospel, sorry, secular minister was ministering to their flesh? Come on, somebody. Have you ever been there before and you felt some goosebumps? Some of you feel like I'm going to judge you. No, me, I'm only, uh, the only person I listen to is Ron Kenoli. Don Moen. That's the only person I've been listening to from my youth. And you go to those places and sometimes because of the energy and the vibrancy of the music, the dexterity of the singers, the ability of the people, you even get, get goosebumps. Have you been there before? And you see those videos, if you haven't been there, where people are waving their hands, right? That is worship. And so the only antidote to idolatry, by extension, that kind of worship is also idolatry, which means that you create an image other than the image of God. The only antidote for that is to constantly service the altar. The only antidote to idolatry is not self-discipline. It's not willpower. It's not New Year's resolution. It's not lockdown resolution. It is the consciousness of a sacrificial life. That's why Paul, the greatest expounder, proponent of the gospel of grace, he said, I am begging you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present what? Your bodies a living sacrifice an ongoing sacrifice this is the reason why we encourage things like percentage giving you know why because what happens when people begin to give is that they start giving on a certain level and then when they increase they don't match their sacrifice to the growth that they have had that means you're no longer a living sacrifice a living sacrifice means that as you grow you also grow in sacrifice oh come on somebody some of y'all quiet this morning it means that as you increase, you also increase in devotion. That's why when you study the book of Luke chapter 4, the Bible says the fame of Jesus spread abroad. Luke chapter 5, he says his fame went out the more. The water saw Jesus withdrew himself into a solitary place because he understood as my fame increases externally, my devotion must deepen personally. 
that is the antidote to idolatry because there is something in man that is going to worship something or worship someone and whenever God is not in front of you Apostle Paul tells us looking unto Jesus the author that's easy he's the author of faith that's easy right so we can look up to Jesus when it's the author right but if I stop looking at the Jesus that means I'm saying I've outgrown Jesus so he said, don't just make Jesus the start of your journey. Make him your aspiration. Make him your concentration. Make him your obsession. Make him your reference point. Make him your signal. Make him your template. Make him the banner. Make him the shield. Make him the vision. Make him the goal. Make him the ambition, if you will. He says, looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Why? The moment you look away from Jesus, you begin to go into idolatry. How come Solomon had a revelation of God, a vision of God, a vision of God, the great King Solomon, and God appeared to him in the night vision and said, Solomon, ask me for anything. He said, I'm not going to ask for this and the other. God, just give me wisdom to lead your people. He started right, but the Bible says that when he increased, he began to open up his networks to the point where foreign gods became part of his private council, and that many people led his heart astray. Please listen to this. It does not matter what your previous encounters with God are. If you don't have the ongoing sacrifice official life that lays your all on the altar you will end up in idolatry and you wonder how can a man so wise it was not the wisdom from man it was the wisdom of God which means you can be wise and idolatrous you can be anointed and idolatrous you can be a powerful preacher and be idolatrous you can even be so fine and beautiful but you worship your own beauty this is the reason watch this Every time you make a commitment to anything, the enemy is going to brandish something else that is not what God has for you. Because he knows there's still a part of you that is looking for more. See, worship is eternal. That's why worship is never going to end. Faith is time-based. Oh, come on, people. They said receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He said three things remain, right? Faith, hope, and love. The greatest is what? love because God is love now see that worship ought to flow from love worship is the expression of the admiration of love worship is the expression of the admiration of love worship is the expression of passion for something so this is the reason you get married guess what the enemy will still tempt you when you get married oh come on okay so many of you are not married let me, let, me, let me just ask you because some of you are looking like you just came out of Babylon Empire some of you are looking like this you're no longer used to public gatherings you're used to slouching on your bed wearing your pajamas and your shimmy don't worry you get out of it but let me just prove to you how many of you have been in a relationship before a relationship and then somebody else was catching your fancy just wave, just wave so you think it's going to change after you get married. What will change is that you must be wise enough to know that the fact that it looks good does not mean it is good. And what will change is to deny access. This is the reason, listen to the, oh yeah. Somebody shout access denied. Because the opportunity, listen, the temptation is an invitation for you to consolidate your consecration. Your loyalty is not proven when there are no options. 
Your loyalty is not proven if there are no options. <laughs> if you don't find another man who looks, or another woman who looks, or another pastor who looks, or another business partner who looks, or an proof of loyalty is I see something that I admire, but I celebrate what God has given to me because worship is not about what I want, it's about what he wants. The proof of my worship is not how many goosebumps appear on my skin, it is how much glory he receives. Come on, somebody give God praise. Some of you, that who came from here. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> So watch this something in man. Let me fast track. Quickly we see Nebuchadnezzar. And in our text, Nebuchadnezzar, he comes and says, see, this guy had a warning from God. He had a vision from God. Isn't it amazing? How many of you ever did a dumb stuff after you had a vision or a warning? A word came. Do not date a demon. You're like, no, I am anointed to deliver demons. And then you got into the relationship. It was a real relationship. A word came. But you still went on. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar was afraid when he had the dream. He called all his magicians to interpret. Nobody could interpret except Daniel. Daniel gave him the interpretation. The Bible says it was quiet for a while. Because like, how will I tell my old guy you'll be cut down? The guy says, speak, speak, speak. That, that was the point, you're right. Imagine you having a dream about your MD or something. That he was going to lose his job. What are you trying to say? That you are my replacement. So it was quiet. And so Nebuchadnezzar said, come on, speak. So he spoke and said, you are that tree that has reached up to the heavens. And don't forget what we said about Babel last week. That Babel is all about exaltation of self. It thrives on the exaltation of self. Much of the music industry is Babylonian. Why? Because it glorifies self. That's why the lyrics are doctored to speak about self. How many girls I, I have? How many girls hang around me? How much ice? Bling, bling. Blinding you from your vision of Christ. How, how many cars? Right. And all of that, it's about self. But guess what? Babylon is not just about an industry. Babylon is in every space. Babylon is in churches. Because the proof of Babylon is that the same way... This is going to die. The proof of Babylon is that the same way Babel was building a tower that would reach up to the heavens. The word says concerning Nebuchadnezzar here that he was a tree that was reaching up to the heavens. And so Nebuchadnezzar was no longer thinking about the wealthy of all of mankind. He was thinking about his own acquisitions. He was thinking about his own cravings, about his own desires, about his own preferences. And I want to highlight four major things you have to be aware of in your life. Four major things. Nebuchadnezzar said in verse 30, he says, see royal Babylon. See this great Babylon. See what I have built. I have built this by my power. And somebody goes, well, I don't have a kingdom. But could it be possible that you've stayed glorifying your job? See how I do my job. <laughs> See how I do my job. See how beautiful I am. When I make up, nobody can make me down. <laughs> I wear things. Things don't wear me. If I don't give it to them, how will they? 
And sometimes when they take, it ends up being your mistake. And some of you, when they take, they tell you to take away. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But watch this. An empire, don't forget, is a region of centralized control. So for some people, you have made your clothes your empire. And you have said, see my clothes. Some of you, you have made your girlfriends your empire. See that girl. Very delicious. Very delicious. Empire. In your mind. You can't think about anything else. When we're singing, you amaze me, you amaze me. You're a wonder. You're, you're thinking about her. That's Babylonian. Because when things begin to take the space of God in your thinking and in your emotions, not just your thinking. That's why worry is worship. Because worry is meditation on the possibilities of something that is not of God. So worry is meditation. True worship emanates from meditation on the admiration of your lover. How do I know? They that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So worship is incomplete without a template that you're musing on. Worship is not mindless. So the very first thing you want to be careful of is your abilities. Be careful how you amplify and glorify, especially if you're like me and you have many gifts and many talents and, and people tell you, well, oh, there's almost nothing you cannot do. But actually, I did a couple of tests and I can do so many things, like so many things. You know what that tells me? You cannot be carrying prideful shoulders. You have to humble yourself because to whom much is given, much is expected. You can write, you can paint, you can draw, you can sing, you can mix, you can sing, you can uh, 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 I am me, you are me, we are you. Start worshipping yourself. You don't understand. But it might not be even be me. Watch what some of you can worship. Some of you can worship your perceived sense of gift, giftedlessness. If you understand what I'm saying, you say to yourself, I mean, I don't have any gifts. Then you start worshipping that state and talking down on yourself. Do you know that self-pity is also self-worship? Because the point is, see, the point is not how you worship. The point is that you worship. So spiritually, in the spiritual terms, some of us, when we're worshiping, we'll raise our hands, right? Some of us, we lay down on the floor. Are you following that? Some people jump or twirl or dance, okay? For congregational praise, it's important for everybody to be actively moving. But for worship, which is more intimate, people take different postures. The posture is not the worship. The posture is the expression, the personal expression of worship. What it means is that pride, the posture of pride is not always external. The posture of pride can be internal. That means you can be quiet and prideful. You don't, you don't get that. You can look meek and pious and even marry somebody whose name is pious. But are you proud, Pass? Say, so that girl, she doesn't talk to you. When she gives it to people. 
He that dwells in her secret place will abide under the shadow of insult. So your abilities or lack of abilities. Nebuchadnezzar had done stuff, but guess what? He said, see, see, I've built. Some of you are proud of your savings. And so when God says give, you can't, you will never hear. Say, God, line busy, line busy. Because for the first time in your life, you can see 1,370,000 in your account. You're like, God, I should remove pain and fall to 950. God is choking somebody right now. Say, God, do you know how long? Low leg somebody and say, I feel like this is your table. <laughs> Proud of your ability. So you can do stuff quickly. And then you talk down on people who don't get it right immediately. Like, are you slow? Are you, slow? Are you a descendant of the snail family? <laughs> Where did that come from? Your abilities. Number one. Number two, you want to be careful when it comes to what? Your acquisitions. The things you acquire. This is, see, one of the, I, I've taught the leaders uh, extensively this lockdown. I said to them, I said to them, see, God has helped me to get to a place where I give, and I think I give more than most people do. I think so. I hope that's not pride, but I think so. But here's the deal. Sometimes I do a job or I do a thing. Something I did. I get paid for it. And God says, give that money. That thing can pain me. I don't know about you. Now, the funny thing, watch, is that yesterday or two days ago, I gave two or three times that amount. But because I feel that I just did this, who knows what I'm talking, am I talking about myself? A little? I feel like my sweats just came into it. Your acquisitions are not your own. Your next breath is a gift from God. Be careful. All of a sudden now, because you're wearing fine shoes, nobody can hear what you're stepping on people everywhere. So they can say sorry. And then when they step on it, they're hoping that you just let them go clean. You even give them wipes. Bleach. Be careful. Your acquisitions. Now that you finally bought the air extensions, nobody can hear what. As you were saying, be careful. See, it, because it, it crawls in subtly. See, pride doesn't come announcing itself. Hello, I'm pride and I'm going to invade your life. The word says, now the serpent was the most subtle. What it means is that strategy of approaching any believer or any human being is subtlety. Subtlety is not subtlety if it looks like subtlety. What it means is, if it's subtle, you will almost not know it. Your acquisitions... Now because you are MRS, not the gas station, you got your master's in residential studies. Um, um, uh, 
Number three. Number three is that you want to be very, very careful when you have achievements. Achievements. Oh, can you imagine what has happened right now? <laughs> I'm the first person in my family to ever graduate. All there, if they didn't graduate, they're just lying. Me, I finished. And everybody must hear it at every, every meeting. Why am I saying that to you now? Because some of you are like, I don't have much now. Guess what? One day you're going to have a lot. But you're already failing the test now. Let me tell you how. Simple things. To show up early to the gathering. You can't even do it. Why? Because you feel like I have achievements. What are the achievements? Finally, I can order a cab. No, it doesn't look like much. But it's a subliminal thing in your mind. Oh, don't worry. Okay. Meanwhile, when you didn't have money for the cab, you walk, you woke up 5.30 or 6 a.m., you jumped the bus, you got it. Isn't it amazing how you can get to a place earlier with the bus than when you start driving or you have a car? What happened? Sunset traffic. <laughs> Some of the traffic is internal. Some of it. Things are treated in your mind. So it's not when everything is so big and out there. Number four is that you have to be careful not to become prideful over your associations. I know this that I'm the other person. I am now a visibility consultant. I am a plug. <laughs> I can plug you into any social network in the whole world. They talk about six degrees of separation, but I am your one degree of separation. Once you meet me, you've met the whole world. I am a social light, but I'm not light. I'm social heavy. Associations, who you know. And sometimes it comes as simple as name dropping. Ah, uh, you know, ah, uh, this is even this person calling me. Uh, this guy, when I was going through stuff that year, I was the only person who could confide in. I know all the secrets, but I'm not, I won't tell you. But if you are not very sure about him, come and ask me. I'll, I, there's something, I, I can't tell you everything, no, but <laughs> I just want to exhort you this morning. I just want to exhort I, I, I can't tell you about it, but let me just tell you this one. <laughs> Associations. Next week, I'm, I'm still going to talk about Nebuchadnezzar. But one of the things about it is that this guy had conquered all the conquerables. He had like all the major kings, boom, in his fist. The people of God, Jerusalem, he had carted the precious vessels from the temple of God. He had everything on lockdown and it became proud. But can we look at another example in the word of God? Can we look at somebody else, the king that God wants us to be like? His name is not Nebuchadnezzar. His name is King David. First Chronicles chapter 29. Can somebody go there real quick? First Chronicles 29. What are the four things you want to be mindful of? Number one, shout aloud to everybody abilities. I'm saying this so that when it's time to dance and sing, you will not be so conscious of yourself, conscious of your shoe. If you have to remove your shoe, when was the last time you removed your, your shoes to dance? The mascara that you've now finally achieved. 
Men, when was the last time you allowed yourself cry? Hard man, hard man. Things are hard in your life. I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> we become so stiff. And there's nobody in this room that has a million dollars yet. In fact, many people here have not even seen one million naira yet so far. But you will. But see what? You're already priding. You don't know it's pride. You don't know. The thing is, you, you think it's not. But self-consciousness is pride. Look at somebody and say, don't be like Nebu, Nebu, Nebu. So what's going to happen when you can do and undo? If you're falling for temptations now, that all you have in your account is 7,263 naira, and you're still arranging how to meet up with a babe. <laughs> in the backside of a motel. What will you do when you have $10 million cash? <laughs> Are you, we, we gotta, and the, the place that starts, watch this, is the place of worship and praise. Because if you cannot bow before God, you will be proud before men. Simple. So First Chronicles chapter 29, if we can go there real quick, let me try to taper it down. <laughs> Media? All right, great. But it's, it's quite a long read, so I'm going to try to see where to pick it up from. David begins to talk about his son Solomon. He said, God had chosen him. He was young, he was tender. The work is great. Uh, the temple was not yet, was, was not for man, but for, for the Lord. Now the house of my God I have prepared. Now look at David's language. What does David say? Now I have done what? Follow me, follow me. We're almost there. Now I have? I've done what? This is a posture of humility. Watch this. When you honor people and they're coming into your space, you prepare for them. You are not flippant. You are not haphazard. It's an incidental visitor you don't prepare for. If you call somebody a guest... You prepare. You prepare your dance. You prepare your offering. You pre for guests, human guests, you prepare food. There's a Yoruba song that says, In other words, the food is the rather praise is the food of God. You prepare praise. See, the mindset of David, the mindset of David is not, I will build this temple, whether God wants it or not. Because David wanted to build a temple. God said, no, I'm not going to allow you to build a temple. Which means worship, listen to this, worship is not just serving God with my abilities. Worship is denying my abilities to serve God. Well, some of y'all didn't get that. Worship is I can do this, but God says don't do it. And I don't do it. I know how many things I've turned down because of this work. It's not foolishness, it's worship. It's worship. That's worship. So David does not say, I will build, I have built, I can build, I must build. He's prepared 
Preparing the food does not mean I will force it down your throat, but if you will grant me the honor of serving you, God, I am prepared to do more. I'm prepared to shout more. I'm prepared to dance more. Is there anybody who wants to vocalize their preparation with a deep, long shout of praise right now? Wherever you are, this is not the shout. This is not the shout of a whimsical praiser but you're saying God I've prepared to do more I've prepared it's not about me it's about what you want think about the selflessness if we could think about the selflessness David was laying treasures watch this for a temple that he will never leave to worship in what have you done for your physical space that you've walked in for the last five months? Is there a grain of sand in this room that testifies to your sacrifice? You know, because when we read the Bible, we think it's some kind of philosophical book. No, it is about those basic things. And the reason, watch this, the reason many churches lack power is that true power comes by laying down your power before the one who is all-powerful. So he can give you his own power. Look for every man or woman of God that was greatly used. They either worship habitually or they love something about music or singing or they, they are not self-conscious when it's time to dance, when it's time to praise, when it's time to sing. There is a connection between worship and the true power of God. But as long as you're just high-minded and self-conscious and full of your own pain and plight and sorrow, you are saying, I'm already worshiping myself. God, I don't have time for you. I don't have space for you. But David said, I have prepared, not haphazardly. Imagine what I said with a what? Oh! my might <laughs> all my might he knew he was never going to build it he knew he was never going to worship when was the last time you went out of your way to decorate a gift that you know that somebody might not even appreciate in God's name you're doing it in God's name so I've done it with all my might and I've made what silver for the things of silver gold for the things of gold Brass, this is talking about classes of sacrifice. There are certain things, watch this, that is God alone. There are certain things that is your wife alone. Are you following this? There are certain things that must be for God alone. There are certain things that must be for your wife alone. There are certain things that are for your pastor alone. There are certain things, watch this, that are for your church alone. People don't understand gold for gold. There are people who take gold for the things of brass. Are you following this now? So you call somebody your daddy, your daddy, but what belongs to your daddy? I'm even speaking about your, your physical daddy now. It applies spiritually as well. But what belongs to your physical daddy, biological daddy, you give it to somebody else. That is misplaced worship. You call your wife your wife, you have not treated her, given her a treat that will turn her head. You've not given her surprise money. And she'll ask you, what for? Because I just love you. Gold for the things of gold. When you read your Bible, don't read it as a historical account. See it as material where the Spirit of the Lord is illuminating things. Some people be like, oh, I give, I give to beggars, I give to strangers. God said, bring me an offering. Does God need your money? No! He's giving you an opportunity to worship. 
And so when we begin to please take it down, I got it wrong because of time. The silver for things of silver, brass for things of brass, go on, go on. Onyx stones, stones to be set, go on, go on. Marble stones in abundance. Moreover, watch this now. Moreover, because I have done what? Set my affection not only to God. Because everybody can claim to love God. But the way we know your love for God, watch this, is how you treat the body that represents him. You can't say to your wife, you know I love your soul. But then you now slap her. And say, it's your body I slap though, but I love your soul. Oh, I love God. But when it's time to set up the harbor, clean the harbor, give to us the harbor, celebrate you know, what God is doing, I'm, I'll, just, I'll just show up. I'll, I'll, I'll join them later. He said, I have set. Why does he use the word set? Because your affections are roller coaster. Your affections are topsy-turvy. Exactly, because it was not set. If you don't set your affections, your affections will unsettle you. You gotta set it. That's exactly the word Paul uses in Colossians. He said, Because you are dead and reheated in Christ, and now set your affections. Listen to this. The Lord illuminated this in my spirit, and I articulated it this way in the course of the week. He said, Praying only when you feel like praying is rehearsal for a prayerless life. Praying when you feel like praying. That's like staying married to your wife when you feel like staying married. That's rehearsal for divorce. Giving, only when you feel like giving. That's rehearsal for poverty. Are you seeing that now? Do you know why? Because if you withhold from God, you would definitely withhold from men. So the quality of the work you do in the office place, you think is good, but it's less than. Because the benchmark, the framework for all of humanity is God. So the way you're connected with God is what determines the ripple effect of every other thing. Which means that somebody will be like, but this person doesn't know God and is doing well. He's doing worse than he would do if he knew God. Because God is the optimizer. Are we understanding this now? So you would think you're cheating God with the brain he gave you. You can never cheat God. It says, I have of my own proper good, gold, silver, which I have given to the house of my God. Over above all, we need to run because there's a part I'm looking for. When you go to verse 6, verse 6, it says, then the chief, can you give me NKJV? Why are you giving me KJV? Give me NKJV, please, if you have it. It says, I, I love the word NKJV. It says, the leaders of the father's house. By the way, leaders in the house, what you do sets the spiritual temperature for the teams you're leading. It says the leaders of the father's house, leaders of the tribes of Israel, captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work, offered how? How? Willingly. Offered willingly. Isn't it interesting that people will not offer God willingly? But when the doctor says it's 300,000 for the surgery, they find a way to get it. When the accountant says, oh, the books are in a mess. It's 150,000 hours to put it together. They find a way to get it. But for God, God can wait. God understands. People say, God, make me like David. I want to be a man after God's heart. If you want to be a man after God's heart, Jesus gave us the formula. Where your treasures are, that's where your heart will be. 
Simple. Some women will be like, ah, that guy, I can never marry him. I can never love him. Start giving to him every day. Give him your time. Give him energy. Give him affection. Give him money. Give him ideas. You start falling in love. Be like, I don't know what happened though, but it's like it's not so bad. Who knows what I'm talking about? Then after a while, ah, this guy shot. What was I even thinking before? Then worse still, before you notify him of your trans, your change or whatever, the guy will be like, oh, my girlfriend is coming from Jamaica or whatever. Pain! <laughs> Pain! Be like, hey, even as girlfriend, Valentine is coming. Are you saying that now? Because this thing we call falling in love, you can control many aspects of it. You want to become a greater giver? You want to become, you want to burn for God? You can't control it. You are as close to God as you want to be. He said, draw unto me and I will draw unto you. Do you know why? Dammit, come and help me. Let me show you how it works. This is the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter, please stand over there, is that God is constant and consistent. God does not move. So when it says draw unto me, and I will draw unto you, he's not saying I will move closer. It means the gap between us has become shorter. You're not understanding that. Let's say we're here, we're a thousand meters apart. When I draw unto him, what happens? We're now... 9,000, sorry, 999 meters apart. So that means that God is closer to me. God did not move. I immersed more of myself into the consciousness of his presence. So four major things. Four major things that we must, four major ways in which we must honor the Lord. Number one, the musings. If you're going to hail the king, the musings of your heart. Thank you, Danny. The musings. Do you know worship starts with the meditation of your heart? Worry is worship. And it's worshiping the devil or worshiping yourself. The devil or yourself. Because the object of worry is an issue that you feel disempowered to resolve. And so you cannot concentrate on an issue and concentrate on God at the same time. In verse 10, David, verse 10, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. What does David say in verse 11? What does David say in verse 11? Yours, O Lord, is the shouted. The, 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 the. Is that a lot for a king to admit? A king is saying, see, all this Goliath people are hailing me for. All these cities we've plundered. All these things. God, it is yours. It is yours. It is yours. This job I got, God, it is yours. This clothes I'm wearing, God, it is yours. Why? He said, because all... Somebody say all... Say it with energy. Say all. Everybody stand up. Let's do a little exercise. I want you to do a 360 degree. And as you do it, think about all the nations you've been to or hope to get to. Every place you've seen online or offline. And say all. 
Don't get dizzy. Don't get dizzy. Do it again. Say all. Do it one more time. All. All that is where? In heaven. And all that is where? In the earth. So he said, God, I just got a ring. Where was your ring made from gold? Who's gold? God's gold. God, I just built a house. Why do you build with bricks? Where were bricks made from the earth? Who made the earth? If you feel you can have anything without God, go and create your own planets. Go and create your own heavens. But if everything that you got is traceable to the earth, traceable to the heavens, traceable to your own breath, science will say they cloned something. Where did they get the original matter and material? from they didn't get it by themselves they got it from something that God created sorry Mr. Otedola sorry Mr. Dangote sorry Jeff Bezos I just saw that you're now worth 200 billion dollars for the first time in many centuries somebody's worth 200 billion dollars but can I tell you something there is no Amazon without God there is no Facebook without God the brain they have God created it the wiring they have God made it if you understand this perspective your life is going to change. People think it's one great revelation that will change their lives. Well, the first great revelation that I want to hold on to is that all things belong to God. The cattle on the thousand hills, uh, the Iroko tree, the mahogany tree, uh, the wood, the wood, uh, they belong to God. The caterpillar on the floor, the caterpillar on the road, the bulldozer and the bull and the dozer, the Lord made them all. The pastor and the pews, uh, the cathedral and the campuses, the Lord Lord made them all. You cut your nails and they grow without your own supervision because God is at work. The creative energy of God is at work and you must begin to start from the place of the musings of your heart where this is not about people pressing on you but you must shout unto him from the place of resolution and definition where you're saying God all that is in heaven they are yours. The stratospheres, the galaxies, the intergalactic like to cause ways, uh, the universe, uh, the androids, uh, the Andromeda, uh, hey, Arcturus, uh, Maseroth, Pleiades, uh, the constellations, Orion, uh, they belong to God, uh, the waves of the sea, uh, the circumference of the river, uh, the speed of the puddle, uh, uh, the weight of iron, uh, they belong to God, uh, the swan and the swallow, the eagle and the chicken, uh, the ground the lays fallow, they all belong to God, uh, Charles Dellon and Breitling, uh, our Longinus uh, that belong to God. Uh, everything you can call Elizabeth Arden, Versace, Versace. Uh, everything belongs to Ferragamore and Gucci. Uh, whether it's Gucci beans or Gucci rice or Gucci boxes, they all belong to God. There is no man that truly owns anything. There is no king, no conqueror like our God. And I wish I could get somebody to stop thinking about their little problem and their little pain and their a little pressure. I wish I could get somebody who's going to open up their mouth and cry holy. I'm in all of you. Oh Lord, I'm amazed. You own every record label. You own everything. You own every disc. You own every gramophone. You own every turntable and all the tables. You own the communion table and the table of the shoe bread. You own the lights. You own the stars. You own the elements and the compounds. You own the hills and the mountains. You own this, that and the other. You own the morning, the noon and the night. You own the evening. You own the 
dawn and the dusk. You're on the trees. You're on the valleys. You're on the Chan Peaks. You're on Gurara Falls. Niagara Falls. You're on River Niger, River Banway. Limpopo, Zambezi, Nile. You're on. You're on. You're on all things. You're on all things. Oh God. I raise my hands to the God of my salvation. I praise you, oh God. With every breath in me, I praise you, oh God. With everything I have, every song I ever sung, every song I ever wrote, everything I ever penned, Lord, you want it all. You want it all. You want it all. You want it all. Lord, you want it all. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, yeah, yo, yo. Yes, so malaka, yeah, kadosha. You want it all. You want it all. You want it all. You want it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pour out the praise, pour out the praise, pour out the praise. You deserve it. Pour out the praise, pour out the praise. We pour out your praise. You deserve it. We pour out your praise. We pour out your praise. We pour out your praise. You deserve it. We pour out your praise. We pour out your praise. Pour out the praise. You deserve it. Pour out the praise. Pour out the praise. Pour out the praise. You deserve it. We pour out the praise. We pour out the praise. We pour out your praise. Pour out your praise. Pour out your praise. Pour out your praise. You deserve it. Pour out your praise. Pour out your praise. Pour out your praise. The musings, the musings, the musings. Let every temptation to worry be a reminder to worship. Let every temptation to worry, you're human, you will be tempted to worry, but let that be the trigger to worship. Because, see, I've taught you before, your thoughts are as loud to God as your words are to me. God doesn't dwell in a plane. His manifestation, watch this, increases or decreases based on your consciousness and the environmental spiritual infrastructure of that place. But God feels all and is in all. So when they say that hell is a place without God, David educated us. He said, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. It's just that the attribute, the manifest attribute of God's mercy is not, cannot be experienced in hell. Are you, are you understanding this? Thing? There are waves all over this place. Waves all over here. But depending on the network you're connected to, you might not be able to make certain calls. Right? The waves are there, but the intensity 
Are you seeing that now? So the second thing is we have to honor God, worship God with music. And see, music is not, you don't have to have a great voice. <laughs> well, you should have a great voice to lead us. But in congregational worship, personal worship, doesn't God know the voice he gave you? He knows now. So don't be angry and say, God, you know I don't have a good voice. No. Let the melodies rise. Let it rise. Let the voice of thanksgiving rise. And then it says, praise him with a harp. Praise him with a trumpet. Praise him with an instrument. But the greatest instrument really is your voice. That's why before there was any physical device to interpret the tonic sulfur, your voice was already making those. Are you understanding? It was already making those sounds. That's the second dimension. That's why in the New Testament, Paul says, sing unto the Lord. And the reason we start with music before music, most people jump to music. No, music is not worship. The first element of worship is not music. It's music. Why? Because it's the music that determines the quality of the music. It determines the lyrical content. It determines the spiritual quotient. That's why some songs, watch this. Have you noticed that some songs get you when you are depressed? When you're depressed and you sing the song, boom, something happens. Some songs, listen, when you're celebrating, when you're rejoicing, and you don't play those same kind of songs. Does it make the songs less anointed? No, because every sound is anointed for a purpose. Anointing is purpose specific. You're not saying that. That's why the Bible teaches honor. There are people who are anointed for seasons. So even like we used to hear about this person, we don't hear about, it does not mean he has backslidden. There is such a thing as your ministry coming to an end whilst you are alive. And you have a good testimony with God. You see now. So people have cravings and, and pursuits and as, yeah, yeah, you guys, you people have not seen God's answer shit. John the Baptist was alive. His ministry was over. People were leaving his ministry to join Jesus. Jesus didn't send them back because Jesus knew. And John didn't fail. They doubted. But did he? And now, what was, what was the whole point of his life? Point out. Do you know that for some of you, your purpose is just one thing? And everything you're going through right now is to lead you to that point. To point somebody out. So music. So the next one or two minutes, we're just going to allow the minstrels and the musicians. We're just going to make sounds. Damn it, leaders. Damn it, leaders. Damn it, leaders. And as the sounds go out, you can take a posture.
Regardless of the spirit behind it, there's power music, but the greater power is the oil of God upon a sound. So you can do this. It can just be a scream. New Testament has said, "Make him melody to your hearts of the Lord, singing psalms, singing spiritual songs." And then it said that we do not know how we ought to pray as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession uh, with us or within us. And then it says, "With groanings, intercessions on our behalf, with groanings that words." cannot express. So there are sounds that you release. Number three, we must worship the Lord with our money. The David muse, the David muse or not? Psalms, most of them are, are musings. The David play on the instruments or not? Music. The David give money or not? Money is such a critical component of your worship. Critical, massive. You know why? Because the devil knows if I can tackle you in this area, you will never get the best of God. Never. He understands it. So we're just going to wail unto the Lord and say, God, I yield my, my money to you. I yield my sacrifice to you. I yield. No, at this point, many people's flesh will start pricking them somehow. That's the flesh dying. Kill it. Kill. Kill. So you're like, why are you talking about money? I will talk about it. Kill it. Because that's what's holding you back. There will always be a golden calf that you worship. That thing, don't talk about it. I'm not comfortable with it. Your growth starts at the end of your comfort. <laughs> so let's kill it. Can we kill it? Use your mouth. Stomato. Stoma. Kill it. Cut it. Say, God, this is my attachment to materialism. That ordinary 10,000, I cannot give you. 
but somehow I will go and watch this one. I will buy this one. I will invest in this one. But to give my God ordinary 50,000, 100,000, 1 million, that has not entered my mind. Say, ask the Lord now. Open your mouth as loudly as you cry. Say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my thinking. Listen, it's a shame. Let me just say, it's a shame for you to be connected to a house and you don't give to that house. It's not a divine order. It's not a divine order. And some of you know yourselves, it's something I will deal with as the judge <laughs> in this aspect. I will not raise a tight-fisted people, never. Open your mouth loud and say, God, from today. You know, some of you, when it's time to give, you don't do anything. Your hand doesn't go to your phone to do any transfer, go to your pocket. It is wrong. You cannot say you're worshiping God. You're connected to a house and weeks go by. You don't give. No. And by the way, to just let you know it's not about your money. If we've done all of this without your money, it's not your money that is going to. Do you, do you understand? I'm concerned about certain specifics of you. And if the Lord releases me to do it, and I have a conversation with some of you about it, about the given matter. You must defeat. It's a battle you must win. Let's open up our mouths to the Lord. The Bible says this honorable. These people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts far from me. Hearts far. Jesus was in the temple. He noticed one woman. He was looking at people giving. Sir, this person gave might. Sir, she's giving more than everybody else. It's not the amount. It's the heart. The heart. So if all you have is 100 naira, do it. If that's what you have. Let's cry to the Lord in one minute. Lord, this is the commitment if you can make it. I will never come into a gathering where there's some money in my account and no part of it is dropped in that space. Make that commitment to the Lord if you want to go deep. Thanksgiving is not, it's not just let's come and dance and be happy. Is your heart dancing? Are your lips dancing? Why are you all so quiet? Open your mouth, cry. Say, Lord, I'm, don't speak in tongues. This is not tongues. Speak to the Lord. David said, I have prepared. Father, give me the heart that prepares. Give me the heart that takes out time. Give me the heart that insists on giving. Give me the heart of sacrifice. Drive it in 30 more seconds, 30 seconds. The when it's time to honor you with substance. David gave the Lord songs. He gave the Lord music. But he also gave the Lord what we will call money. He gave him gold. Give him silver. He gave him wood. It's an essential part. It's an essential part. It's an essential part of your worship. Shobokate sombrahadas. Brogodoli sabako shibla zobregedula balas posekele basuvradis. Lord, let there be a spirit of conviction right now that wrestles the flesh, wrestles the flesh down, wrestles it to the ground. Finally, before we dance and sing, listen. The last thing I want to do is this. David said, I have prepared unto the Lord with what? All my might. This is the quadrant of true worship. Musings, music, money and might. And you know what happens? Many times when people become rich, they become wealthy and they can give the church 10 million naira, they withdraw their might. So to arrange here, to some of you will become wealthy. Oh, you didn't say amen. 
when you start making 100 million, 1 million dollars, 2 million, 10 million dollars, don't let it freeze your brain. Because in some ministries now, they'll just give money, but when ushers are talking to them, ah, <laughs> they don't have a pillar in this church. There's nobody in today's church that I know all across the world that's as rich as David. But David, the Bible says he danced with what? All his might. That was initially. At the end, he said, I've also prepared with all my might. They didn't say, he didn't say, ah, I'm giving all this gold. All of you, now come and worship me. It's my temple. Temple of David. Listen, you can name cities after yourself, but the temple never belongs to you. There was something called the city of David. That's why some of us who are active in ministry, we're also building cities. Because the temple does not belong to you. The only other person that is going to desecrate the temple is the Antichrist. So every feeling that the temple of God, the house of God, belongs to you is an Antichrist spirit. Build a city and call it. Call it Damilolaluato in City. Nobody will collect it. But Kings is not my ministry. I have ministry expressions that are not king. Are you understanding this? I have business expressions that have nothing to do with Kings. That's part of why. So people will be like, you're taking it extra. Let me be extra for now. That's part of why people will be like, you didn't post your event on the group. It's not my group. If somebody thinks they should post it, maybe I might not argue, but it's not my group. You must be able to have enough sense to know what is yours and what is the Lord's own. So David built a city and they called it what? City of David. But the temple was never the temple of David the temple of God and I do believe that God can raise Levitical families no doubt God raises Levitical families it's in the Bible even in the New Testament faith in your grandmother Eunice and Lois also in you so there's some like this so yes in some ministries people could hand over the ministries to their children but it has to be proven not because your surname is the surname of the founder but because the anointing is evident and clear are you understanding that you want to cry to the Lord, I will serve you with all my might. See, let me tell you something. Even if we don't dance, we'll still dance. But even if we don't dance, this is true Thanksgiving. Because in Africa, we have dramatized everything. <laughs> you know, go under, I wonder. But when it's time to do the work, David poured water on the floor as an act of worship. How much is the bottle of water? It was not the price of the water. It is what he denied himself of in that moment. The weight of your offering is not the amount of zeros. It's what it represents to you at that time. So you've given 10,000 naira before, and you've given 100,000 naira before, but that 10,000 naira you gave was worth more, worth more than the 100,000. Because when you gave that 10,000 naira, it represented all that you had. But when you gave 100,000, you had 10 million. Let's cry to the Lord with all my might. I will serve you with all my might when it's time to dance for the few minutes that we can afford to I will serve you I will volunteer my hands my passion I won't just take the music part and leave the money part I won't just give the money and abandon the might I won't just give you the might and then not sing I will do all let's do this in 30 seconds real quick Marco Saba Jobraco celebrada basi, brosopolia, tus brekedaga, joraba leco siarabata, yay sobratos pacatas.
a part of it is saying it with your mouth now if all you can say is God I will praise you God I will sing God I will worship you God I will honor you I will praise you I will honor you I will sing to you I will sing to you I will praise you God I will lift you God I adore you God your world are you ready to dance are you ready to dance are you ready to shout are you ready to glorify God are you ready to honor the name of the Lord we're going to do this in about seven to ten minutes but I want everybody free yourself lose yourself move around if you can't dance no problem be jumping and prancing if you can't jump and prance be clapping and clapping if you can't clap holler but let a part of your body move let a part of your being move let a part of come on are you ready let's celebrate king's music team as their leaders let somebody give god a shout of praise say to your neighbor are you prepared to give him thanksgiving you're not saying like you really mean it. Move around and say to your neighbor, have you prepared your thanksgiving? Now give him a shout! Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Your hands like this, come on! I can't hear the clap, come on! You are God! You are not just big, oh. You are not just large, oh. You are a great God. Everybody sing, you are God. You are God. You are not just big. You are not just large. You are a great God. Everybody sing, you are God. You are not just big. Just like, you are just like you are a great God. You are a great say God. You are God. Say you are God. You are not just be God. You are not just be God. You are not just like you are a great God. Somebody move your body. Come on. I can see you move your body. Let me hear you shout hallelujah. Your hands, come on. Say you are God. Say you are God. You are not just you are not just people. You are not just large. You are not just large. You are a very great God. You are a great God. Everybody, everybody, 
Everybody say last Say you are great You are a great Say you are big big with God Everybody, everybody say Let me hear you say See somebody getting down in the presence of God. Let me hear you scream. Say, hey, my God is good. Oh. Yeah, my God is good. Say, my God is good. Oh. Triple, triple, oh. Not double, double. Yeah. Yeah. My God, you could do it. Yeah. My God, you could do I dance like a winner myself. When you see me dance, I, I dance like a winner myself. Do I have winners in the house? God gave you victory over coronavirus. Let me hear you shout, yeah! Yeah! I say, when you see me dance, I dance like a winner myself. When you see me dance, I dance like a winner myself. When you see me praise, I pray like a winner, my soul. When you see me praise, I pray like a winner, my love. When you see me jump, I jump like a winner, my love. When you see me jump, I jump like a winner, my love. When you see me wave, I wave like a winner, my soul. When you see me wave, I wave like a winner, my love. When you see me dance, I dance like a winner, my soul. When you see me dance. I dance like a winner, my Just 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 like a winner, my Can say you move your body, come on. Yeah, 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 Fire, a 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 fire,
One minute. Thankful praise. Thankful praise. Thankful praise. With might, with intention. With might, with intention. Thank you, Father. For he has done so very much for me. Nara, nara. Narekele. Nara, nara. that we're nothing without you God the money we have the life we have the strength we have the joy we have the peace we have the marriages we have the visions we have the skills we have everything is traceable to your mercy to your benevolence, to your kindness, to your goodness, to your trustworthiness. Accept our praise, O oh God. In Jesus' name we have worshipped. 
Somebody say amen, 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 amen. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.